Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This one uh, is going to be chapter 27, 2 Nephi chapter 27. So if you have your scriptures, let's get going. Verse 1, But behold, in the last... Oh, before I get going, um, what I want you to think about is, um, since we're going to be talking about the plates and uh, the gold plates that they were translated from, uh, what do you think the, the sealed portion contains? Uh, we'll talk about them coming forth, but what do you think that they might have on them? So we'll talk about that before we're done here. Chapter 27, verse 1. But behold, in the last days, or in the days of the Gentiles, yea, behold, all the nations of the Gentiles, and also the Jews, both those who shall come upon this land, and those who shall be upon other lands, yea, even upon all the lands of the earth, behold, they will be drunken with iniquity, and all manner of abominations. Sounds like there'll be wickedness everywhere, doesn't it? And when that day shall come, they shall be visited of the Lord of hosts with thunder and with earthquake and with a great noise and with storm and with tempest and with the flame of devouring fire. Now, what is the purpose of natural disasters? It's a call to repentance, isn't it? And all the nations that fight against Zion and that distress her shall be as a dream of a night vision. Yea, it shall be unto them even as unto a hungry man which dreameth. And behold, he eateth, but he awakeneth. He waketh, and his soul is empty, or like unto a thirsty man which dreameth, and behold, he drinketh, but he awaken, he awaketh, and behold, he is faint, and his soul hath appetite, yea, even so shall the multitude of all the nations be that fight against Mount Zion. All the gathering places of the saints will be Mount Zion. So the saints will be protected here by the, by the Lord. For behold, all ye that doeth iniquity, stay yourselves and wonder, for ye shall cry out and cry, yea, ye shall be drunken, but not with wine, ye shall stagger, but not with strong drink. For behold, the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, for behold, ye have closed your eyes, and ye have rejected the prophets and your rulers, and the seers hath he covered because of your iniquity. Now this doesn't mean that God has put the, the people into a deep sleep, but, the, but because of their wickedness they have chosen uh, to ignore the Lord. Verse 6, And it shall come to pass that the Lord God shall bring forth unto you the words of a book. And we know this is the Book of Mormon. And they shall be the words of them which have slumbered. Behold, so the book will come forth of a people that are already dead. And behold, the book, or the gold plates, shall be sealed, and in the book shall be a revelation from God from the beginning of the world to the ending thereof. So there's uh, what the seal portion may contain. About two-thirds of the plates or about four inches, were a revelation of the world from beginning to end, written by the brother of Jared. Elder Bruce R. McConkie, um, I'm going to save that to the end. Okay, never mind that part. Ignore it. Verse 8, Wherefore, because of the things which are sealed up, the things which are sealed shall not be delivered in the day of the wickedness and abominations of the people. Wherefore, the book shall be kept from them. But the book shall be delivered unto a man, and this is Joseph Smith, and he shall deliver the words of the book, which are the words of those who have slumbered in the dust. And he, Joseph, shall deliver these words unto another, Charles Anton. This is the, but the words which are, I'm sorry, this verse 10 here is a commentary of the verses we've just read. But the words which are sealed, he shall not deliver. 
Joseph was not going to deliver the plates, neither shall he deliver the book, for the book shall be sealed by the power of God, and the revelation which was sealed shall be kept in the book until the own due, own due time of the Lord, that they may come forth. For behold, they reveal all things from the foundation of the world unto the end thereof. So um, part of the book contains uh, the history of the world, it sounds like. Um, David Whitmer, in his, one of his testimonies, bore witness that of the plates that he saw, he said that it appeared to be that the sealed portion looked like a block of wood. And uh, he, he felt, or some others have believed, that maybe that, looked, maybe that was actually wax that was surrounding the, the uh, sealed portion. Uh, from Ted Gibbons, he says, The sealed portion contains a revelation of all things from the foundation of life, or from foundation of the world unto the end. But where did it come from? The Book of Mormon tells us that, is, that as well. A careful reading of Ether 3 will show that the brother of Jared saw all that would be, even unto the ends of the earth. Those same verses will show that Moroni wrote upon, those place, upon the plates the very things which the brother of Jared saw. After they were written, Moroni tells us that the Lord commanded me that I, should not, that I should seal them up. How and when will we get these things? The things which are sealed shall be not be delivered in the day of the wickedness and abominations of the people. And the day cometh that the words of the book which were sealed shall be read upon the housetops, and they shall be read by the power of Christ. Then shalt thou seal up the book again, and hide it up unto me, that I may preserve the words which thou hast not read, until I shall see fit in mine own wisdom to reveal all things unto the children of men. And in that day they, shall, they that shall exercise faith in me, saith the Lord, even as the brother of Jared did, that they may become sanctified in me, then will I manifest unto them the things which the brother of Jared saw, even to the unfolding unto them all my revelations. Verse 11, And the day cometh that the words of the book which were sealed shall be read upon the housetops, probably during the millennium. And they shall be read by the power of Christ, and all things shall be revealed unto the children of men, which ever have been among the children of men, and which ever will be even unto the end of the earth. Joseph Fielding Smith said, Now the Lord has placed us on probation as members of the church. He has given us the Book of Mormon, which is the lesser part, to build up our faith through our obedience to the counsels which, he, which it contains. And when we ourselves, members of the church, are willing to keep the commandments as they have been given to us and show our faith, as the Nephites did for a short period of time, then the Lord is ready to bring forth the other record and give it to us. But we are not ready to receive it. Why? Because we have not lived up to the requirements in this probationary state in the reading of the record which has been given to us and in the following and in following its counsels. It seems apparent under all the circumstances that the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon will not come forth until after the Lord Jesus comes. And that's from Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 12, Wherefore, at that day, when the book shall be delivered unto the man, meaning Joseph Smith, of whom I have spoken, the book shall be hid from the eyes of the world, that the eyes of none shall behold it, save it, save it be that three witnesses shall behold it by the power of God besides him, to whom the book shall be delivered, and they shall testify to the truth of the book and the things therein. And we know that those three witnesses are Oliver Cowdery, David Woodmer, and Martin Harris. Now, Joseph also read this um, previously as he was translating the book of Ether. In chapter 5 it says, Behold, ye may be privileged that ye may show the plates unto those who shall assist to bring forth this work, and unto three shall they be shown by the power of God, wherefore they shall know of a surety that these things are true. And so we know that uh, these three also were able to see the plates. There's a significant difference between what the three witnesses experienced and what the eight witnesses saw. 
The scripture says that the three witnesses shall behold it by the power of God. This means that rather than Joseph Smith just showing them the plates, they were given the privilege of seeing Moroni, of hearing a voice from heaven proclaim the truth of the record of beholding the Liahona, Sword of Laban, the Urim and Thummim, and the breastplate. The eight witnesses, in contrast, saw the plates, uh, but, the witnesses, but the witness was not given by the power of God. Rather, it was given according to the will of God. Now remember that the eight witnesses were able to handle the plates and, uh, and heft them and, and look through them. Um, Joseph Smith said, in the course of the work of translation, um, we ascertained that three special witnesses were to be provided by the Lord to whom he would grant that they should see the plates <clears throat> from which this work, the Book of Mormon, should be translated and that these witnesses should bear witness of the same. Almost immediately after we had made this discovery, it occurred to Oliver David and the aforementioned Martin Harris, who had come to inquire after our progress in the work, that they should have me inquire of the Lord to know if they might not obtain of him the privilege to be the three special witnesses. And finally, they became so very solicitous and urged me to urged me so much to inquire that at length I complied, and through the Urim and Thummim, I obtained of the Lord for them the following. And that was section 17, which talks about them uh, being selected. <clears throat> After the three witnesses had been visited by the angel Moroni, after they had been shown the Book of Mormon plates and had heard the voice of God bearing witness of the sacred record and commanding them thereafter to bear a like witness, the burden of Joseph the prophet was immediately lighter. His mother, Lucy, wrote, when they returned to the house after their experience with the angel and the plates, it was between three and four o'clock in the afternoon. Mrs. Whitmer, Mr. Smith, and myself were sitting in a bedroom at the time. On coming in, Joseph threw himself down beside me and exclaimed, Mother, Father, you do not know how happy I am. The Lord has now caused the plates to be shown to three more besides myself. They have seen an angel who has testified to them, and they will have to bear witness of the truth of what I have said. For now, they know for themselves that I do not go about to deceive the people, and I feel as if I was relieved of a burden which was almost too heavy for me to bear. And it rejoices my soul that I am not any longer to be, to be entirely alone in the world. Upon this, Martin Harris came in. He seemed almost overcome with joy and testified boldly to what he had both seen and heard. And so did David and Oliver, adding that no tongue could express the joy of their hearts and the greatness of the things which they had both seen and heard. Uh, back to verse 13. And there is none other which shall view it, save it be a few. And we know that this means the eight witnesses and uh, also others according to the will of God, to bear testimony of his word unto the children of men. For the Lord God hath said that the words of the faithful shall speak as if it were from the dead. <clears throat> this has reference to the eight witnesses and Mary Whitmer. And we know uh, Mary Whitmer saw him, which was explained in a previous, uh, previous podcast. Verse 14, Wherefore the Lord God will proceed to, get, to bring forth the words of the book, and in the mouth of as many witnesses as seemeth him good, until he establish his word. Um, and so again, the eight witnesses also are going to be, and, and, woe unto, and woe be unto him that rejecteth the word of God. But behold, it shall come to pass that the Lord God shall say unto him, Joseph Smith, to whom he shall deliver the book, take these words which are not sealed, and deliver them to another. Uh, and he's talking here about Martin Harris that he may show them unto the learned. And he's talking here about Charles Anthon, and there's about there's two other men that he's also going to show them to. Saying, read this, I pray thee, and the learned, Charles Anthon shall say, bring hither the book, and I will read them. The other two men uh, that also were asked to, 
uh, to see the, the writings in the translation besides Charles Anton were Samuel, Mc, Samuel Mitchell and Luther Braddock. And now because of the glory of the world and to get gain will they say this and not for the glory of God. Charles Anton could not have translated the Reformed Egyptian because no man knew it at this time. The work of Champollion, the French genius who broke the Egyptian language code through the Rosetta Stone, had not yet made its way to the United States. Verse 17, And the man, Martin Harris, shall say, I cannot bring the book, for it is sealed. Then shall the learned, Charles Anthon and Samuel Mitchell, say, I cannot read it. Wherefore, it shall come to pass that the Lord God will deliver again. Uh, Moroni took the plates away after uh, Martin lost the manuscript and then returned the plates to Joseph to allow him to continue translating. And will deliver again the book and the words thereof to him that it is that is not learned. And the man, Joseph Smith, that is not learned, shall say, I am not learned. So the, the experience that Martin Harris had, he recorded as follows. I went to the city of New York and presented the characters which had been translated with the translation thereof to Professor Charles Anthon, a gentleman celebrated for his literary attainments. Professor Anthon stated that the translation was correct, more so than any he had before uh, seen translated from the Egyptian. I then showed him those which were not yet translated, and he said that they were Egyptian, Chaldaic, Assyric, and Arabic, and he said they were true characters. He gave me a certificate certifying to the people of Palmyra that they were true characters and that the translation of such of them as had been translated was also correct. I took the certificate and put it into my pocket and was just leaving the house when Mr. Anthon called me back and asked me how the young man found out that there were gold plates in the place where he found them. I answered that an angel of God had revealed it unto him. He then said to me, let me see that certificate. I accordingly took it out of my pocket and gave it to him. And when he, when he took it and tore it in pieces, saying that there were no such thing now as ministering of angels, and that if I would bring the plates to him, he would translate them. I informed him that, the, that part of the plates were sealed and that I was forbidden to bring them. He replied, I cannot read a sealed book. I left him and went to Dr. Mitchell, who sanctioned what Professor Anton had said respecting both the characters and the translation. Elder Maxwell said, this is not solely a reference to Professor Anton, since the plural pro pronoun they is used. The reference suggests a mindset of most of the learned of the world, who by and large do not take the Book of Mormon seriously. Even when they read it, they do not really read it, except with a mindset which excludes miracles, including the miracle of the book, the books coming forth by the gift and power of God. Verse 20, then shall the Lord God say unto him, Joseph Smith, the learned shall not read it, for they have rejected them, and I am able to do mine own work. Wherefore, thou shalt read the words which I shall give unto thee. The Lord then repeatedly said that he would show to the world that he can do his own work by causing the unlearned man to translate the book by miraculous means. In other words, the Lord will bring forth his word by faith and not by the learning of men. The point is unmistakably clear that the Lord did not want the, the Book of Mormon to come forth by the wisdom of the world. Such would have been contrary to the way God has always worked with the human family. It is by faith and miracles, not by pride, learning and worldly means that God brings forth his word. To assure us that God will work only by faith, Nephi quoted the Lord as saying, I am able to do mine own work, for behold, I am God, and I am a God of miracles. And I will show unto the world that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I work not among the children of men, save it be according to their faith. Therefore, said the Lord, I will proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder among this people. Yea, a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise and learned shall perish, and the understanding of their prudence shall be hid. This is a strong rejection by the Lord of the pride and the learning of the world and a, and a bold insistence that the Lord will, can do his own work his own way. 
As a result of the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, many who were blind shall see, many who were deaf shall hear, and many that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. And that was from Robert Matthews. President Benson said, All the words of the Lord will be fulfilled, whether he gives the words himself or through inspiration and revelation to his servants to declare these words. And the Holy Spirit bears testimony to all who seek to know the truth of the revelations and commandments. Uh, verse 21, this is God speaking personally to Joseph now. He says, Touch not the things which are sealed, for I will bring them forth in mine own due time. For I will show unto the children of men that I am able to do mine own work. And here the Lord builds his kingdom by those who have faith. Wherefore, when thou, meaning Joseph Smith, hast read the words which I have commanded thee, and obtained the witnesses which I have promised unto thee, then shalt thou seal up the book again, and hide it up unto me. In other words, he's going to give it back to Moroni. That I may preserve the words which thou hast not read, the brother of Jared's writings, the sealed portion, until I shall see fit in mine own wisdom to reveal all things unto the children of men. And so uh, we know from... Um, Section 131, it says, And now verily saith the Lord, that these things might be known among you, O inhabitants of the earth. I have sent forth mine angel, flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, who hath appeared unto some, and hath committed it unto man, who shall appear unto many that dwell on the earth. So that's Moroni, about Moroni, that he, will, he still has a work to perform. Joseph, Joseph Fielding Smith asked this question. He said, the question has been asked many times by our, of our elders, where are the plates? Does the church have in its possession the plates from which the Book of Mormon was translated by Joseph Smith? When the answer is given that the plates were received again by the angel Moroni, who through the centuries since they were hid up unto the Lord, has been their special guardian, the reply is generally made, what a wonderful aid it would be to, to your people in convincing the world of the truth of your story if you could show the plates to prove that Joseph Smith really had them. Perhaps it is natural for a man who hears for the first time the story of Joseph Smith and the coming forth of the Book of Mormon to propound such a question and to think that the plates, if they had been placed in some museum where the public could examine them, would have added much to prove the authenticity of the prophet's story. With deeper reflection, we discover that this would not have been the case, for it is not the way the Lord proves his truth, nor at any other time, now or at any other time. However, in surprise, and in some cases with an incredulous smile, the propounder of this question turns away feeling that such an answer as he has received is an admission that Joseph Smith never had the plates and practiced a fraud upon the public. It is well in considering this matter to remember that words, the words of the Lord to Isaiah, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. If the Lord had followed the thoughts of men and had commanded Joseph Smith to place the plates in some repository where they could have been inspected by the curious public, <clears throat> it would have led to endless disputations. Enemies of the church would not have been convinced and would have contended most bitterly that the plates were spurious. No one could have read them, for the characters engraved on them are unknown to the, sa to the savants of the present age. The Lord does not convince men of his truth by placing before their eyes and in their hands tangible evidence as a lawyer may do before the court, marking it Exhibit A and Exhibit B and then expect it to be accepted. The Lord expects the searcher after truth to approach him with a contrite spirit and with sincerity of purpose. If he will do this and keep the commandments of the Lord, he shall receive the witness through the Holy Spirit and shall know the truth. That's from Doctrines of Salvation. <clears throat> Verse 23, <clears throat> For behold, I am God, and I am a God of miracles. 
and I will show unto the world that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I work not among the children of men, save it be according to their faith. And again it shall come to pass that the Lord shall say unto him, meaning Joseph Smith, that shall read the book, <clears throat> that shall read the words, that shall be delivered him. And that, now the ver verses 24 through 35 here are from the brass plates. <clears throat> For as much as this people draw near unto me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. Therefore I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, yea, a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise and learned shall perish, and the understanding of their prudence shall be hid. And woe unto them that shall seek that seek deep to hide their counsel or secrets from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, Who seeth us? And who knoweth us? And they also say, Surely your, your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay, but behold, I will show unto them, saith the Lord of hosts, that I know all their works. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall this thing frame say of him that framed it, he had no understanding? But behold, saith the Lord of hosts, I will show unto the children of men that it is a very little thing, a little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. And the meek also shall increase, and their joy shall be in the Lord. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For assuredly, as the Lord liveth, they shall see the terrible one is brought to naught, and the scorner is consumed, and all that which and all that watch for iniquity are cut off. And they that make a man an offender for a word, and lay a snare for him that reproveth in the gate, or place of public meetings, and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. But when he seeth his children, the work of my hands in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name, and sanctify or reverence the Holy One of Jacob, and shall fear the God of Israel. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. And that's what the Book of Mormon can do, is to correct false doctrines. So let me go back and read you uh, what's, what we think might be in the, in the sealed portion of the plates. And this is by Elder Bruce R. McConkie. Uh, let's see, he said... Of this much we are quite certain, when during the millennium the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon is translated, it will give an account of life in pre-existence, of the creation of all things, of the fall and the atonement and the, and the second coming, of temple ordinances in their fullness, of the ministry and mission of translated beings, of life in the spirit world, in both paradise and hell, of the kingdoms of glory to be inhabited by resurrected beings, and many such like things. And that was from a, an address given, uh, a CES address in August of 1984 by Bruce R. McConkie. I know that these things are true and that as we study the Book of Mormon, we will gain a better appreciation for what the Lord has for us. And, and uh, someday we'll be worthy of having the, the uh, sealed portion that we can read. And I bear that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like this podcast, share it and like it and subscribe. You can do that. I know you can.